Welcome to the Dropping the Last 5 Pounds podcast. My name is Magali, I'm your coach, and I'm going to give you all the tips and tricks on how to lose weight, what diets really work, and what it actually takes to get results. Because you, my friend, are not here to waste any more time. I'm going to give you the facts, I'm going to debunk the BS, and I'm going to motivate you and kick your ass into action. Ready to live your healthiest and happiest life? Let's do this. What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing well. Welcome back to another episode of Dropping the Last 5 Pounds podcast. Here, your coach, Magali, as always. Thank you so much for being here. And in today's episode, I'm going to go over the biggest mentality that you have that is causing you to lose progress, to not see the results, to not get to where you want to be. This is the one mentality that most people have that keeps them stuck, keeps them frustrated, and far, far away from achieving their goals. And what that mentality is, is the all or nothing mentality. Maybe you've heard of the term before, maybe you even know what it means, maybe you know yourself that you have it, maybe you've never heard of it and have no idea what this term means. So before we get into the episode, I want to quickly define what this means. And having an all or nothing mentality basically is you having an extreme viewpoint of yourself and your behaviors. So everything you do is either classified as you being totally perfect, everything on point, 10 out of 10, you're a total success, total win, perfect. And then the other extreme is that you're a complete failure, zero out of 10, you're worthless, everything you do is worthless, don't even do it, it's not even worth it because you are going to fail because you are a complete failure. And when you hear this definition, just like automatically, what comes to mind? Like, this isn't realistic, this isn't how life is, this isn't how things work, everything isn't this black and white. And it seems logical to think that, but when you're in the moment, when you're feeling these feelings and you're thinking these things, it doesn't, you don't think about it logically, it's just natural instinct, this is what our minds go to. And unfortunately, many, many people, including myself, I'm sure even including you, have had those moments where you view yourself and everything you do, especially when it comes to health and fitness, as either really perfect, everything is going great, or absolute failure, total waste of my time, don't even do it. And... The reason why this mentality can be so damaging to your result and your, your progress, I mean, there's a million and one reasons for that, but the top three that I want to discuss in today's episode is the first one, you're going to mess up. <laughs> like, you're a human being experiencing human life, and by default, you are not perfect. You are not going to be completely on point every single day, every single time you attempt to do something. In fact, you're going to fail a lot. You're going to mess up a lot. You're going to trip up a lot. And the thing is, it doesn't matter how advanced you are. It doesn't matter how prepared you think you are. It doesn't matter how disciplined you are. It doesn't matter how committed you are, how motivated you are, how I'm going to do everything perfectly because I want to. I'm dedicated. I'm this. I'm that. It doesn't matter how many of those elements you have. Trip ups and mess ups are going to happen, and you can try your absolute best to avoid them at all costs, which might by default diminish the amount of mistakes you make, but it's not going to completely eliminate them. So, if you have an all or nothing mentality where everything you do is either perfect or a complete failure, once you have a mistake, once you have one little thing that goes off plan that changes the course of things, you're automatically going to label it a failure, and you're automatically going to label yourself as a failure. And you're automatically going to feel like that was not worth doing. So you're going to avoid it at all costs next time, which means you're going to stop and give up. 
And when you stop and give up and do nothing, well, that's a good way to ensure you never get anywhere, right? If we don't move, we don't move. Nothing happens. And we stay right where we are. The second thing about having an all or nothing mentality that is so damaging to yourself, your progress and your results and just overall your life is that you're going to waste so much mental energy beating yourself down every single time something even small goes according doesn't go according to plan. The smallest little thing will throw you off track and will cause you to feel miserable, disappointed in yourself, frustrated, challenged, and just more likely to quit. Again, back to the same thing, when we don't feel good, when we don't feel proud of ourselves and motivated about ourselves because we're happy with where we're going, you're not going to want to keep going. This goes back to the same logic with people who think that fat shaming and calling people names just to get them to get motivated to go to the gym, like, oh, you're looking really fat, you should really work out. Like, how does that work? Does that actually ever motivate anybody? Does that actually make anyone feel happy to hear that and be like, yeah, that's going to be be the exact thing that gets me motivated to go to the gym finally all the other things in my life haven't worked but you saying that to me and making me feel bad about myself is exactly why I'm going to start now doesn't work that way and when I'm sure you guys have experienced this someone who's trying to be helpful and giving you unsolicited advice trying to get you to get motivated but you're like dude you're not helping you're just making me feel worse you're just making me feel like I don't have it in me like I can't do this and I'm not going to do it That's the same thing with having an all or nothing mentality with yourself because you're constantly beating yourself up. You're constantly focusing on your failures and your shortcomings and what went wrong and what you didn't do right. And when you're in that constant negative state, it's like someone constantly trying to help you but being negative at the same time and you're like, this isn't getting me anywhere. So the more extreme your all or nothing mentality is, the more likely you are going to just honestly be constantly disappointed, constantly miserable, and constantly frustrated with yourself, which in turn will cause you to quit. So that's another reason why the all or nothing mentality is useless when it comes to seeing progress and results and why it's not going to help you in any way, shape, or form. The next thing and the last thing that I want to discuss with this specific topic is another reason why the all or nothing mentality is not good for you and your results and progress is that you're aiming for something that is not realistic. You're aiming for something that is impossible to achieve. And you're constantly chasing something that just isn't going to happen. You are never going to tick all the boxes. You are never going to get everything right. You are never going to be perfect. And you're chasing something that just isn't going to happen. So the result, you're on a constant rat race. You're never going to get there. You're never going to be happy. You're never going to be proud of yourself. No matter what you do, how hard you work, how much you try, you are not going to feel good about yourself. And that's basically signing a contract with misery for the rest of your life because you'll never get there because it's impossible to get there and no matter how hard you try you will never achieve that so you'll feel never good enough always inadequate and again when we don't feel good about ourselves when we don't feel adequate when we don't feel confident in our ability to do things we're just not going to have the motivation or the drive to get anything done and when we don't do anything when we make no effort we get no result and we get no progress unhappy us so as you can see with the few listed few reasons that i listed above which there are many more by the way of why the all or nothing mentality just causes damage and causes you to stay stuck even longer 
it's in our best interest to try to deviate from this mentality as much as possible. Now, I do have to mention we are humans. We're not perfect, hence why the all or nothing mentality doesn't work. So to expect us to never feel any of these things is impossible. It's it's a standard that isn't going to be met. So know that there may be days where you're still really hard on yourself, where you still feel disappointed no matter how hard you tried. And that's okay. That's a normal experience. But what we want to avoid is to constantly be in this mentality because being in this mentality all the time is going to keep us stuck and it's going to keep us unhappy and just not feeling good enough. So a better way to approach the situation, a better way to try to motivate yourself is instead of thinking of extremes, either I get it all correctly or I get everything wrong, is a term called sustainable progress or sustainable change. And essentially what this means is that instead of trying to hit everything perfectly every single time and anything that is not perfect is not worth counting or not worth doing, it's focusing on getting better and better every time. And that doesn't mean every time you try you're perfect, every time you're doing everything perfectly and hitting all the boxes and ticking all the things, just every time you do something, you get a little bit better, even if that little bit is 1% better. And that's the way to get long-term progress is to over time just consistently be aiming to be a little bit better than you were yesterday, a little bit better than you were last week, a little bit better than you were last month, and year by year you aim to be a little bit better every time. Now this can mean a million and one things because everyone is different, everyone has different goals and different ways to track progress, but at the end of the day, if you're consistently getting better, You are by default making progress, even if you're not perfect, even if everything isn't going exactly as you plan it to go. If you are getting even 1% better every time you attempt something or trying your best to do that, that's progress and you're moving in the right direction. So if you've ever seen like an investment graph kind of tracking the value of stocks in the market or anything like that, you may notice that the graph looks kind of raggedy like it goes up and down up and down kind of like day to day week to week but when you look at it zoomed out like in a year or two year time frame you notice that the graph is slowly moving upwards so if you were to draw a line from the very first point to the very last point that line would average upward but in between in those day to days month to month changes you're noticing that the line goes up and down up and down it's not always up It's not always a perfectly polished line and it increases by X amount every single time. It's random. It's all over the place. It makes no sense day to day. But again, zoom out big picture. You see that the average trend of that stock is going up. And that's the best way to describe how the journey of getting better looks like. It's going to be down sometimes. It's going to go up sometimes. It's going to change. It's going to go up two days in a row, then drop three days in a row, and then go back up five days in a row, and then drop once. The pattern is all over the place, but the overall trend, the overall direction is upward. And what this looks like, practically speaking, in day-to-day life is, for example, one day you hit most of your goals and you did great. You did your workout, you did your meal prep, you hit your calories. It was a great day. The next day you had a really stressful day at work and you did it, You did okay, you did like 50%. Then the following day, you're exhausted from the day before. You're like, oh my God, I have no motivation. You dropped to 20%. That's what we consider a dip. But then the next day, you're like, okay, let's aim to get a little bit better. I'm going to aim for 50% again. So the thing goes back up. And then the following day, you go back up. And now you're back up to 80, 90. And then maybe you maintain that for a few days. And then again, you drop the next few days because you're going through a stressful time. Work is crazy. And that's the process. That That's exactly how it goes. And to expect anything different is, again, expecting all or nothing. 
So let's get into like a real world example of what this looks like. I'm going to go over a person's goals, journey, lifestyle, and I'm going to describe it in two different scenarios. Her having an all or nothing mentality or someone who's more focused on sustainable change over time. So this is Susan. She's 50 and she wants to lose 50 pounds. Susan works full time. She's on the computer from eight to five daily weekdays and she likes to go out to drinks maybe two or three times a week with coworkers, with friends, family, whatever. She has a lot of them. She doesn't have like two or three. She has like six or seven. Susan has a lot of cravings at night, struggles with overeating at night, goes to the pantry, gets the chips, overeats the candy. I mean, all the things. There is nothing off limits. Everything, she eats it in excess every single night, wakes up late or stays up late eating. She drinks nothing but coffee and soda. And in her coffee, which she loves very much, she puts a ton of creamer, five pumps of sweetener, and a ton of sugar. It's just loaded, right? But no water. Rarely had maybe one bottle a day if she's lucky, if she's feeling it. Hasn't worked out in years. Hasn't gone to a gym. Hasn't done any activity. Nothing for a very long time. She goes out to eat all the time, maybe three to four times a week. And she doesn't order the healthiest thing. She orders the burgers, the fries, the shakes, the sodas, all of those things. And she hates vegetables. She doesn't like them. She doesn't eat them. That's her rule. Susan wants to lose 50 pounds. This is what she would do if she was using an all-or-nothing mentality to plan out her process. First thing Susan is going to do is completely cut out all junk food and all to-go food. She's only going to cook at home 24-7 for every single one of her meals until she reaches her goal. No takeout, no going out to eat, nothing. Second, she's only going to eat up until 6 p.m. She is not going to have a single crumb of food after 6 p.m., Hard stop, no exceptions, every single day of the week, including weekends. 6 p.m. is her cutoff time. Next, she is only going to drink black coffee and water. No more creamer, no more sugar, no more flavor in her coffee, no more soda, no more nothing. Just black coffee and water every single day for every single drink and everything she does. Next up, she's going to have... From going from zero vegetables a day to six servings of vegetables per day. Every single day without fail. Six servings of vegetables a day. And lastly, she's only going to limit herself to one drink per week. Meaning she can go out with friends once, doesn't eat if it's past 6 p.m., but she will allow herself one drink. Going from her six to seven, she's cutting down to one. This is what Susan would do. If she was trying to set herself up for a complete failure, trying to be absolutely perfect with good intentions, because she'll maybe get this for what, one or two days, maybe a week if she's lucky, and then eventually she'll slip up, she'll have one meal at 6.30, she'll have two drinks instead of one, she'll put a little bit of flavor in her coffee, and then it's over, because she fucked it up, she messed up everything, she completely failed, so now she has to start over, because she cannot do it this way anymore, she cannot keep going if she made a mistake. And so Susan repeats the process, tries again, one week goes by, fails again, restarts the following. Fast forward five years, Susan is not getting anywhere, she's still unhappy, miserable, less confident, and nowhere near closer to her goals. Does that sound like a good plan, guys? Does that sound like it's actually going to work? No, hell no, it's not going to work, clearly. And I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. This plan of having everything perfectly in line the second you decide to make changes, it never works. 
And it wasn't Susan that lacked the willpower. It wasn't that she was weak-minded. It wasn't that she wasn't trying. It's that the plan that she chose to go with was so unrealistic, so extremist, that no one in the right mind who lives in this modern-day society can possibly keep up with. Doesn't matter if you have kids or not. Doesn't matter if you're busy or not. Doesn't matter. It's just impossible to do. And add even more challenges like work, kids, even worse. That's going to be even worse the outcome. So instead of doing that, instead of going super rigid, super strict, cut everything out from from the get-go, no exceptions, here's what Susan would do if she was trying to get more sustainable progress, make better changes, and actually be able to stick with her plan longer than the one week. A better way, instead of saying 6 p.m., it's going to be a hard cutoff for food, I can't have anything at all, how about 10 or 10.30? And don't make it a hard line. If you're eating at 9 because you had a long day and you want to eat a little bit later, that's okay. The key here is to make sure that at night it's not over-consuming, meaning you don't just sit there mindlessly snacking, but if you want to have a piece of fruit, if you want to have a piece of toast, if you want to have a glass of milk, whatever the case may be, Having it a little bit past your cutoff time is okay, as long as a downward spiral doesn't continue. So have a snack or two and then leave it at that, walk out of the kitchen, go to bed, put it away. But don't make the cutoff, first of all, so early and also so rigid. So we would do 10 p.m. and make it a a soft cutoff, meaning you can pass it if you want, but obviously 12, 1 a.m., maybe that's the point that we kind of reel it back in and stop at that point if we're still going. She's going to do only home-cooked meals. How about you cook one healthy meal for yourself every single day? It's okay if you have some takeout still, but make it a point to do one healthy meal for yourself every single day, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, doesn't matter. You choose whatever is most convenient for you, but start with that one meal per day. How does that sound versus having no takeout, no to-go, nothing? Everything you ever make has to be from home. Instead of that, which is crazy, no one does that. (laughs) Like... No one with a life does that. Have one healthy meal planned for yourself every single day. Okay? Next up, instead of cutting out every single flavor in her coffee and making it completely miserable for herself because she hates black coffee, instead of having five pumps of sweetener and three creamers, maybe try one creamer and two pumps of sweetener. And then over time, maybe you can do one and one, but start with two or three pumps and then maybe one creamer. So you still have a little bit of flavor, but it's a lot less. Now you don't feel deprived. Now you're not miserable and you're way more likely to stick to that goal versus going completely cold turkey, only black coffee forever. And then she wants to do only water. Well, she's going to, she's going for one bottle a day. That's 16 ounces if she's lucky. Now you're telling me everything she possibly is going to drink is going to be only water. Yeah, no. How about we make it a goal to hit our water goal? So whatever that goal is for Susan. And then allow ourselves to have one Diet Coke or a sparkling water or one glass of juice. If you hit your goal, you're able to have that one drink that you enjoy. So now not only are you hitting your goals, but you're actually enjoying yourself in the process because you are allowing yourself to have that drink. That sounds way better than going completely to the extreme side of only having black coffee and water. Next, she said she's only going to do one drink a week, going from six to seven, a couple times a week, meaning that's like 30 something drinks a week to one, quite a big, uh, quite a big drastic jump. So instead of doing that, how about every time she goes out, she only drinks one or two drinks. So she can have a couple a week, but every time she goes out, one to two. Not six to seven, 
want to do and then maybe when she masters that and she feels like she can cut back a little bit more then she can only have one drink when she goes out but now it's a lot more manageable and a lot more doable for her than going from six to seven to zero that's a big jump very unrealistic next up she has she hasn't done any workouts let's say in the previous goal she wanted to start going to the gym five days a week that's a bit of a jump how about we start with 10 minute walks daily start with that and then as you get stronger and you're walking faster and you're more, you know, in in shape and condition, then maybe start going to the gym once a week and then twice and then three times. And if you still want to go to five, four and then five. And the next thing I would say is I would not implement every single one of these goals all at the same time. Maybe choose two to three that you care most about. For example, Susan really wants to drink more water because she feels dehydrated, low energy, and she knows that when she drinks enough water, she feels better. So have the water goal be one of the ones that she sets for the first month second she really wants to get active she really wants to start working out implement the 10 minute walks a day and then lastly she wants to improve her diet so let's start adding those vegetables in this month two to three servings of vegetables versus the six that she was originally trying to do so now for month number one we have three things that we need to meet water two to three vegetables a day two to three servings a day and then meeting the walk goal 10 minutes a day How much better and realistic and peaceful does that sound versus the first scenario that I went through where she was all or nothing? How much more likely do you think she's going to be to actually do these things consistently? Way more likely, way more enjoyable. She's going to be happier. She's going to be more excited. She's going to feel more confident in herself to actually get it done. And therefore, she's going to be way more likely to be consistent, way more likely to be doing these things over the long term following that trend graph that we talked about earlier and the more that she does that the closer she gets to her goal now keep in mind these goals aren't perfect they aren't the absolute best she could be doing technically speaking perfection would be the the first scenario but if you can't stick to your plan no matter how perfect no matter how well planned it is it's not a good plan because a good plan is one that you're able to maintain for the long term without feeling miserable, without feeling deprived. It should be hard because any change is going to be difficult, but it shouldn't feel impossible. It shouldn't feel like a constant grind and a constant, I need to get this perfect. I need to get this perfect because that's not life. That's not how it works. And that's not going to be the way that you get to your goals. It's going to be by allowing yourself some flexibility, by giving yourself some room for error and focusing on being consistent every single time as much as you can. So that's the biggest difference between the all or nothing mentality is able to keep it, able to be happier, able to be more consistent with it. And consistency is what gets results, you guys. Not being perfect, not getting it right every single time. That's not what it is. People who are advanced and have succeeded over the long term and are still getting results years later aren't doing that because they're perfect and because they make no mistakes. It's because they make mistakes and they do have those problems, but they just choose to move forward and do the best that they can every time. And that's all you have to do. That relieves so much pressure, that makes it more enjoyable, that just makes it an overall better experience and you actually get to your goal, which is the best part. Just in a way that isn't restrictive, isn't miserable and doesn't feel like you're dying every day (laughs) because I've been there, it feels like that. So all in all, I hope that you got how dangerous the all or nothing mentality is. I hope that it gave you some peace knowing that you don't have to be super rigid, super strict, super on point every single time and knowing when to catch yourself when you are in that mentality. Know that it's okay. It's normal. There's nothing to be ashamed about. You should have these feelings if you're human 
but just try to talk yourself out of it and focus on what what's the next best thing I can do. How can I give 1% better effort today, even if it's not perfect, even if it's not my highest potential? And just do that every time and eventually you'll get there and in a much better position mentally than if you put all this intense pressure on yourself from day one. So that's it, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Try to be careful with the all or nothing mentality. It does not help you. It is not motivating. It is not productive. Focus more on your sustainable over the long term changes that you can actually stick with. Be consistent. Have a little bit of patience and the results will come. So yeah, I hope this was helpful. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please do not forget to rate the podcast on iTunes or wherever you're listening. I would highly, highly appreciate it if you did enjoy it. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Take care, everybody. Talk to you soon.